This is Ursula Hogan. Welcome you to News Extra on Scariff Bay Community Radio, where we feature interviews which go into detail on some of the local events this week. Last weekend in Killaloo, the Garda Shikona celebrated the centenary of their foundation. Scariff Bay Community Radio was there and Jim Collins chatted to the Garda's armed unit support and checked out some of their equipment. Now, we're here with the Armed Support Unit of Angarda Siakana at the uh, Centenary Celebrations. First of all, welcome to Killaloo. Thank you. Thanks very much. And to Scarif Bay Community Radio. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Pleasure to be here. It's, it's a serious looking kit you have here. Um, you, have a, you have a belt and a holster and a revolver. And um, you have well, say, parts, at least, of um, various guns in the back of the, of the car. We do. We do. We've... Um yeah, no, we have a lot of equipment. Um, we're, we're basically there to support the lads in the regular unit who don't get all this gear. Um, and we train this de escalate serious incidents and bring it back down to a calm nature again. Yes. That's, that's basically what we're there for. And unfortunately, if there's an extremely serious incident, we are armed. And, uh, yes, but you're, you're hoping, obviously, not to use. Obviously, no. Never, yes. never want to use us. Just want to de escalate any kind of serious incident. Yeah. Level things down again, get everyone talking and yeah. see how things go on from there. Yeah. And hopefully in a calm manner. Exactly, yeah. Yes. That's basically it. We're not there to antagonise people or yeah. make the incident worse. We're actually there to do the opposite and okay. uh, help our colleagues and make sure our colleagues don't get injured. Yes. Yeah. So tell us first what you're, you oh, have. Gear. Okay, we've got the gear. gear. Well, everyone's issued with a baton and handcuffs. That's standard and a small pepper spray. Yes. Uh, then we go on to a handgun, which is a Sig Sabre. It uh, has 12 rounds. And uh, that's our secondary weapon. It's actually not our primary weapon. The rounds in a Sig Sabre, if, if I shot you in the public place, it'll actually go through you and hit the person behind you, and so on and so on, until it finds a hard object. So concrete, roads, walls, anything that's hard, that's the only thing that will stop the bullet. So we then get a HK7 uh, submachine gun. Uh, it's a singular shot or fully automatic. Yes. Um, it's far more safer. These bullets are designed in say serious situations happening and there's a number of people around there's lasers on it you can pick one person and if god forbid you shoot someone it'll stay in that person it won't go through them it won't hit the next person and it's a much safer gun a much safer gun in the house we do lots of searches in the house this is our primary weapon uh, for doing a, all them searches it's a very uh, it's smaller than i would have thought it's, it's quite small yeah. yeah it's quite small quite mobile very easy to use and very easy to get around Yes, I mean, it's um, not that much bigger than the revolver, No, really. no, it's, it's not that big at all, no. Um, and does this, uh, what's it, this is a laser? That's a night vision. Yes. And uh, the laser end is through there. Okay. And uh, the charging handle end is, down, is at the back, and the slide is down the front. And the magazine goes in the bottom of the handle itself. And does this hold many rounds? 40 rounds. 40 rounds. Yeah. Why is it called a submachine? What's the difference between a machine gun and a submachine gun? I couldn't tell you. Yeah, okay. I'll have to join the army. <laughs> I'll scrub, I'd imagine, I'd I'd imagine it's the size. Yes. A, yeah. full, a, a full assault rifle is a lot bigger. Yes, would have maybe more rounds. It probably holds well. probably holds 80 to 100 rounds. Okay. Yeah. And what distance now would this be accurate at? Ooh, it could go to half a kilometre, I believe. Yes. Um, you want a very good shot to be shooting someone from half a kilometre. Yes, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're trained very close proximities. A lot of our training is nice and close, and uh, 
the snipers there to shoot people from over there. That, uh, if you go outside 100 metres, or yes. it's, it's getting very dodgy then, you know? Okay. Yeah. So I suppose, would some of your training involve, we'll say, working within buildings? Absolutely, and, and, yeah. And that kind of thing? Yeah, we, we, we train every six weeks we go as a group and do an instance. Um, if you think of an instance yourself, whenever you can take off the top of your head, yes. we'll arrive on, your idea will be told to us, and we, we work from that. So okay. we say this shop here is cost cutters. We arrive on, there's an armed robbery going on in the shop. What are you going to do? There's armed people inside with, yeah. with customers. Yeah, what yes. are you going to do? Yes. We get in, see what's going on. And then there's all different levels of our training of what, what we can do. Okay. I won't give away what, what happens. Uh, no, no, I, no, and I wouldn't expect <laughs> yeah, to. That's basically what we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll size up the situation ourselves as we get here. And I suppose hostage situations as well, yeah, where someone is holding a hostage. Yeah, um, generally domestics. Domestics uh, are quite dangerous, obviously a big topic at the moment. And unfortunately a lot of them lead to domestics and a hostage situation like that. We arrive on, we're there, we'll bring the gear. And uh, like we're only there to de-escalate it. Yes. We're not there yeah. to antagonise a man. We just want anyone getting hurt. Yes. That's it. I know. I can, everyone wants to wake up the next day. And, uh, yeah. and I, I suppose when somebody comes to, to see your presentation here, uh, I mean, the first thing they see is the guns. The first thing but I suppose the guns, knives yeah. are often used. Knives are often used. Uh, we, have a, we have a taser on our vest. Uh, on our vest, itself, we have a taser there. And um, yeah, we work in the city, Limerick City. And uh, most cities, our towns nowadays, is, Unfortunately, there's people carrying knives. Um, and the, the taser or pepper spray is probably the best to uh, de-escalate that situation. Yes. Uh, so a taser will render somebody helpless, let's say, for yeah, a period it, of time. It, it basically tenses up all your muscles and you fall to the ground. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then they can be disarmed and that. Disarmed then and handcuffed. And they can be handcuffed. Say if the taser in your in your chest and your leg. We can still use, we can still touch their body. So we yes. can still hold their arms, we can still take things off. You can't, you can't basically put your hand in between the taser. I know. In I between, know. in between the current. Yes. Yeah. But either, either end of the current, you can, you can still do your job. Okay. Yeah. So you would be a specialist at this, so you would be on call, let's say. Or 24-7. 24-7. Yeah. Uh, for any situation where your colleagues in Angarda Shia would require your yeah. assistance. Yeah, we, we cover North Tipperary, Clare, Kerry. Uh, we've had about, we helped, we've another unit down in Cork, so we join up with Cork a good bit. And there's another unit down in South Tip, we join up with them okay. a good bit. And the amount of training that you've had, we'll say, to start with and maybe continuing. Yeah, at the start, is, is basic training is fitness at the start. Yes. Uh, then you go through interviews to make sure you're, I suppose, capable of doing the job. And then you go into actual full-on training then of tactics and incidents and driving, learn how to drive, learn how to drive these cars themselves. Um, that's a Q7 3-litre diesel, quite powerful, they go very fast. Yes. Uh, training for that alone is three weeks. So, um, what else is there to train? Right? So firearms, we've got training for initially one week on the handgun itself and another week on the submachine gun. Um, and would you have to, would that, would there be ongoing training with a... Oh, every, every six weeks, like that incident there now, say we deal with that, we'd actually go to the range the next day. Yes. And go, go through all the guns again. Yeah, I'd say every six weeks we're in the range. Okay. Yeah, which, which is good. Yeah. Just keeps us up to date. Okay. So, our gear here at the front. Um, 
So this is the breacher. This is how we get into most houses. Yes. And over here we have, I'll show that. There's a ladder obviously if we've got to get over a back wall. And these break glass. And pull doors open. One flat, get in behind the door, and a, a point to, to break glass. Okay. Um, this is a stinger, a motorway stinger. So it lets you go across the whole motorway. You don't throw this one across because it's so big. There's yeah. actually a rope on it. You pull it across the road, let the car drive over, and then pull it back in afterwards. And you yeah. don't hold the rope while the car's going over. And I presume it will it will puncture all the, the wheels. Puncture all the wheels, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so if, say if you go to a firearms incident, normally we drive around without, without armour plates or anything. But if you go to a firearms incident where we know there's firearms, we put on a ballistic helmet. Okay, so what, what is that now? That'll basically stop bullets from, from hitting your head. Hitting your head. Well, yes. it's supposed to prevent bullets from hitting your head. Yes, okay. Um, we'll have goggles for glass or anything, just, just for your eyes always. You always mind your eyes, yes. no matter where you are. We'll have gloves for our hands. Yeah. We'll have a ballistic shield. Yes, with quite, a, quite heavy. With, with uh, a light on it. With a light on it, yeah. yeah. God, it is heavy. It's very heavy. It is indeed. Yes, yeah, yeah. so you've, got, you've got to walk around with that and then walk with your gun as well. Yeah. And your helmet on you and your goggles. Yes. And then you have level four, level four plates that'll yeah. go inside our vest. Yes. And that'll make them quite heavy if you want to pick that up. You'll feel they're quite heavy as well. Yes. That's day to day one now. Yes. Genius. And this is, is bulletproof? That, or no, that's, that's normal at the moment. So the plates will go inside that then. Yes. And make it even more heavy. I know. <laughs> I can imagine. But on a day like today now, It'll get very heavy. Genius. Oh, there's the plates. No. You'd want to be, uh, fitness must be an important part of your yeah, training. Yeah, well, luckily, look, all the lads in our unit kind of train. Um, it's just, we're just lucky that way. Um, in fairness, in our, in our job, they look after us, they, they encourage us to go training, and they, they want us to stay fit. So. Yeah. Well, well, I'm not surprised because I and mean. With all the gear, you want to be fit. Well, yeah. I know you're not wearing yeah. it all the time, but. I mean, yeah. you might have well, to wear... We wear that now on duty 24-7. Yes. Yeah. 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 So that, that's always on us. I know. The plates aren't always in. Yes. Um, but we're all about upgrading our vest that we'll have plates in it all the time, so... Yes. That's down the road. I know. Yeah. This would be um, knife-proof now, would it? Yeah. 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 Because yeah. that's just a normal vest at the moment. Yes, yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. But it would be knife-proof all the time, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, you've you've gone up in my estimation in terms of the yeah. sheer actually, physicality. One of the things we have here, we're uh, we're actually medically trained, EFRs. So we actually have a medical kit there, and we have an AED if a person has a heart attack yes. with us 24/7. Yes. Um, so we often a lot, we often get medical calls. Yeah, what well, I suppose. Out and, out and over, just if the ambulance isn't nearby. Yes. We'll get a call. Uh, no ambulance available, any chance you go out and have a look at this person. Yeah. And we're trained and we can actually look after them. I know. Which is fantastic. It is. Totally good. different to our job. But yeah, well, it's a great, it's, it's a great backup to, as well it's to, great to help people, the HSE yeah. or to whoever. Yeah. There is an awful lot that uh, people wouldn't think of at all. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's, the there's, over, there's a the comfort in it. Yes. Um, and it's a very, um, you know, it's, it's, it's the back of the of the vehicle and it's all neatly a, stored away. There's a lot of gear there. It, and it all fits in, yeah. But a, a lot of gear. A lot of gear, yeah. Okay, listen, uh, you're very good to talk to us. You're welcome. I'm sure you're, there's probably a queue of people around the place ready to talk to you. There is. So many thanks. Enjoy your day here in Killaloo. Thank you. And, uh, you know, keep safe. Thanks. Have a good day. Padaic defeated O'Canlahan's Mills last Friday evening in the final of the Intermediate Hurling League in Broadford. Our sports department covered the game live and the presentation afterwards. <coughs> right, yeah. Okay, folks, uh, first of all, congratulations.
well done to both teams and a fine game of hurling there. Uh, uh, some great skill, great scores, uh, two great goals there at either end in, in the second half. Uh, it was uh, nip and tuck, uh, could have gone either way and, and uh, uh, at the end of the day anyway. But I, you got there, you got over the line. So congrats to the on, on winning the Division 3 league title. Uh, commiserations to the Mills, uh, great performance and I know that it'll send ye and but I great stayed going into championship in a couple of weeks' time. So well done to you for, for your performance. Just thanks to Johnny Healy, the referee, and his team of officials there for uh, officiating at the game this evening. And to Broadford GA for the fine facility here that they provided and put on for us. And to those that, that obviously helped out gate checkers and, and so on as well. Uh, so without much further ado, I'll present this fine trophy to Sean here, Captain from Dyke, and let him say a few words to you. And uh, congratulations. First of all, it's big enough anyway. <laughs> Martin be a long time filling it. Um, look, first of all, geez, some game. Um, there was some amount of bite in that game for two teams that are amalgamated all the way up. I suppose I know a lot of the lads and they showed no prisoners there anyway. Um, look, first of all, I'd like to thank all the management. Um, Sean Dial, Martin O'Connor, Georgie, um, Patsy and our kit man Frank. Um, <laughs> Um, then I'd like to thank all the people that came and watched us. Fair play to you, that was a great crowd. <laughs> um, look, I suppose we're training since in December. Well, I, I'm not really training. I wasn't doing the hill runs, but the lads are doing a lot of them. I kind of showed it. <laughs> it showed a lot today, like, and the young lads that stepped in for the lads that were injured was immense. Like, the work rate that they showed was just unreal altogether, and the leadership was just outstanding. And fair play to them. Um, three cheers to the Mills. Yep. Hurry. <laughs> you have been listening to News Extra on Scariff Bay Community Radio. Join us again next weekend and we will keep you updated on local events. This is Ursula Hogan for Scariff Bay Community Radio.